This is the Trail Trash Podcast. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Trail Trash Podcast. Jason Garrett and John here to uh, talk talk a little bit about some running. Uh, sorry we did not have an episode last week. Garrett was dying. and uh, Literally dying, going. man. I don't know what was going on. It, I, I didn't leave my bed for almost 36 hours. So there was no episode because uh, he was not <laughs> replying back to our messages. And, you know, it takes three of us and there has to be a consensus. You know, it's kind of like a... You know, we hear from all three before we record a show. So uh, it it just, you know, John and I probably should have pulled the trigger, but. Well, so, I, I have expected y'all to do a wellness check and send the police. I mean, well, we, we texted you a bunch, but you never replied. So we just, just we, we just started divvying up your, your gear um, in, in hopes. I mean, in, in, you know, just in case. So, <laughs> so. So who got what? Because I don't have much. So who I, got I, what? I don't, we 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 never really got started well enough to get anything. He's <laughs> got a bunch of nice bags. That's about all I have is a bunch of nice bags. Got um, a bunch of nice bags, so, including the ones under my eyes. So, <laughs> so on to on to tonight's episode. We're going to do something a little bit different, something a little fun. We're going to actually um, go over this Western States uh, survey. So. For a little bit of background, for those of you who've never heard of this, every year Western States um, puts on their race, and then in the process of doing that, they take a survey of all the runners to find out, you know, gear, experience, all sorts of different facets of information. And since, let's face it, you know, Western States is one of the the biggest races in the uh, in the trail running community. Um, you know, we thought it'd be fun to just kind of review some of this. We're also going to touch a little bit on UTMB after we hit on this. So I guess I'm just going to start kind of at the top. And we'll just kind of just go through these and talk about it a little bit. It's kind of fun because, you know, it's really interesting. When you look at the number of finishers by hour. Um, a lot of golden hour finishes. The majority of people finished in the last hour. The last, Which two, for, the last and three for hours. a cool year, yeah, and for a cool year, I guess that surprises me. The last, the last three hours, the 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 most amount of people finished it. So the last hour was sixty six. Um, the hour before that was fifty five, and the hour before that was forty one. So those are hours. Those are hours twenty seven, twenty eight, and twenty nine. Because Western has a thirty hour cutoff. Right. For those who don't know. By the way, this survey was taken by 306 people out of 300 or 306 finishers out of 328 finishers total. Just sort of straight on the numbers, and those numbers that Jason just gave are are the numbers of people, not a percentage. Yep, right. So that's the number of people, and I'll make sure I specify that. So the number of finishers uh, is interesting because uh, you know only one person finished in hour 14. And then seven in hour 15, you had nine and 16, eight and 17. And then after that, it was a dip, man. And then you yeah. really didn't see anybody finish until it, it got into the uh, really the, like 20, hour 23. I guess that was yeah. all the people trying to get that cut off, right, John? And, 
yeah, that, yeah, that, that, yeah, that bigger or that bigger buckle. Yeah, according to the survey, there were 100, 110 sub twenty four or yeah, sub hundred ten sub twenty four hour finishers, and thirty six were runners finished in the twenty third hour, or thirty three percent of all sub twenty four hour finishers finished in mm -hmm. the twenty third hour. So I'm a numbers guy, and all this stuff is really fascinating to me, and it's it's interesting when you when you look at, at some of this, some of this data um, and it, it, you know, like it, it's just so crazy because, you know, you look at like completed hundreds by years of running and it looks like the, the bulk of those people it, that finished is it's all people with experience. Cause it takes 10, 10 or more years to get into States. Exactly. <laughs> like for a great, I mean, first off it requires a qualifier, but then, yeah, so many years passed in that watery that I mean, right. someone in that race should have some experience at the hundred mile distance. <laughs> and and it did have a good finish rate. What was it? It says eighty six point five percent of the people actually finished the race that started it. So that's that's really good. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think John, you said three oh six out of three twenty eight. So that's pretty cool. And yeah, then, no, 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 that was for the survey. There were three hundred twenty eight finishers. Three hundred six of those finishers took the survey. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. I was, I got, I got behind, I got a little backwards. So, you know, and then, then it was, it's funny because we talk about shoes on here a ton, right? Ton about shoes. And of course, uh, the, the king of, of, of all shoes, the shoe that every high school kid wears now and every nurse wears, uh, Hocus was the top shoe by a landslide uh, out of the, out of all the finishers, Hoka had 117 finishers that represented a, a, almost, what was it? 38%. And then, and of course, you know, ultra was second at 54, not even close, not even close. And then you had, you had Solomon and Saucony. What, what that data doesn't reflect is the number of ultra runners who finished this race and then promptly ended up in the hospital with an Achilles tendon injury. <laughs> you know, I've never had an Achilles tendon injury in my ultras, <laughs> just so you know. Never, <laughs> never, never, ever. You haven't and, yet. <laughs> and and what, what I found interesting, though, is when you go to the sub-24 finishers, though, we see a, a whole different ball game of of, of how it, it it plays out. The Hoka is still number one, but then uh, and the others, which I'm not even sure what others would be. We had it's got to be Lospo has got to be in the others. Um, normal, maybe the normal ones. Killian yeah, Chief. yeah. I'm just trying to think of other shoe brands. La Sportiva. I'm kind of surprised La Sportiva doesn't have a little higher representation. Um, Adidas. Hmm? Adidas. Yeah, there may be a couple of Adidas runners. Um, on the sub 24, I'm sure some of those others, one of them is probably a Brooks runner. Um, yeah, there are actually some, some, some pretty decent athletes that run in Brooks. Um, some people may have heard of Scott Jurek. Scott Jurek. Right. And There's then, this uh, really fast marathoner. Uh, her name's Des Linden. <laughs> String Bean runs in them too. <laughs> so so yeah hoka still is is the king in the sub 24 finishers now socks no surprise in in uh 
in the socks. It was others bringing it home. Um, Wick to Wick for the win. I'm just kidding. Yeah, we're, we're I'm sure that the all others, 107 but... in the other category was where it was all Swift Wick. Swift Wick. And... <laughs> but, but when you look at brands, and Gingy was the top brand with Drymax and uh, what's that other brand? Belega. Belega was third. Tied with Smart Wool. Smart Wool makes a good sock, just so you know. I like I like Smart Wool's apparel more than their socks. Like their base layers are spot on. Just not a big fan of their socks. I don't know why. I just because I love Swiftwick too much. And even when I wasn't repping Swiftwick, um, before that I was an Ingenji guy. I was a toe sock guy. Bring it home. The Ingenjis are good. And mm-hmm. then with the, with the sub twenty fours, it was again the others than the Ingenjis. So socks are boring. Uh, coaches, um, coaching I, services. This caught me off guard. I thought more would have had more would have had coaches. So in in every category, in every category, most people were not coached. So in, under overall, it was sixty four percent to thirty six percent. Then in the sub twenty four, it was fifty three to forty seven. Then over twenty four, it was seventy two to twenty eight. These are all percentages. And then uh, for for those who uh, those who fall into my category, the DNF category. Uh, that would be the 54 to 46 with non-coaching. I was surprised too. The, I mean, the DNF category is now the we fucked we fucked around but did not find out category. That's right. Well, you know, when you um when you have to pay like 450 bucks for an entry fee and then you have to pay for an airfare and yeah. uh, you know stuff to get out there, you know, that you might be a little strapped for cash to pay a coach. Yeah, that's true. I do think it's interesting, though, that the sub 24 was almost 50 50 for coached versus not. I mean, you know, I mean, that, it, you know, in, in my opinion, most of those people in the sub 24 category, a lot of those people are, are pretty. Are pretty well known runners. A lot of them are, at least. I mean, because almost you... all your well-known runners have a coach. I know. I know Walmsley coaches himself. I, I mean, don't well, know. I'm, I'm, I mean, well, you Go know, ahead. I mean, we, we, you know, John Horner, big time runner, he has a coach. I mean, yeah. you know, so I mean, See? why don't we have a Same. coach here? You know, if you know what, if we, if we had a coach, we might be, we might be, you know, like being able to run in the mountain strong like John is doing right now. Look, I'm not saying anything negative about coaching because I believe in coaching. But of my 200s, the year I had a coach, I DNF'd. The year I did not have a coach, I finished. Hmm. (laughs) Now, that has nothing. My finish and not finish has nothing to do with having a coach. I actually really enjoyed having a coach. I liked the accountability factor. The fact that I was giving someone money was an extra incentive for me to actually like on a rainy day. Shit, I really got to get out there. So now, now John, now John, you've you've been underneath the coach for all your hundred finishes, right? No, you haven't. Your first one was without a coach. That is correct. Huh. When did you start working? Was has Aaron been your only coach? Yes. Okay. I and mean, you I mean, I, I mean. Let's face it. Do you, I mean, do do you need another coach if you have Aaron Saft? I mean, the guys are. Freaking, no, you don't. <laughs> the guys, a freaking machine, dude. 
you know, I mean, you know, unless you got yeah, some he brings, a, uh, he brings a lot of experience to the table. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh. He's run a lot of different, different types of things, and it's it's been it's been great working with them, and I've learned a lot. Yeah, the the, the coolest thing, uh, the coolest experience with Aaron was that at Hellbender when we thought you had left, and he came <laughs> sprinting down at top speed to tell us that you had just came in, and that that was really cool because a he was the race director, you know, b he's your coach, and you know he's like looking out for you even while he's race directing, which is pretty damn cool. He's like, I'm sure he's thinking to himself, uh, I got to catch this guy's crew before hey, they pull you, off. My God. When he came flying down that hill, do you think that was a sub five or a sub four minute mile? Oh, I, mean, I mean, the man, the man's a former 402 miler. I think what's this PR that he, that he told me he ran back in his collegiate days. So that definitely came in handy in that scenario. <laughs> that guy was cranking Lying down that hill, he, almost out of control. He was, <laughs> he was he was cranking, dude. Anyway, so he's we're here. gonna he's here. We 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 are going to skip the training camp because that's that's worthless. Under <laughs> under lighting, under lighting, real real no surprise here. Pelter brings it home for all finishers and Wait, what did you just call it? Pelt. I heard Peltzer, like Meltzer, as in Peltzer the go. Like Meltzer, that's what I thought about. Call always called it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm surprised that, was... that what's that waste pack light that you Kogala, have? Kogala. I'm surprised they don't have. I mean, I know they're in the other category, but I I don't know. I guess they, um, I have a bigger representation than. I mean, if you look in the uh, sub twenty four uh, chart below it. Um, you can see they have a slightly higher representation than the all finishers category. Um, and then also ultra spire, which makes like a waist mount, like a waist belt type light. Um, they're represented in the all finishers category as well with about 6% of finishers there, but then drop for the sub 24 finishers. And part of that can probably be attributed because some of the sub 24 finishers don't need a headlamp. Well, that's true. Fair. That's true. Have you ever used any Ultra Spire gear at all? No, I haven't either. I haven't actually seen any in in like in the wild. I don't oh, even know. I have. I have seen them in tons of races. Have you? Well, I guess yeah. I meant more like at a store to try to even buy like to, oh, to try on. I haven't even seen any like at REI or anything like that. I think I think REI carries some of their uh, products. To, well, I guess depending on which REI you're at, but. Yeah. I'm thinking about trying like their like their waist light for um for Yeti. I haven't committed yet or like bought one, but I, I'm 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 giving it some thoughts. They have a waist pack too, don't they? Like um like a fanny pack. Yeah, well, so I was thinking more something like Naked. Uh, don't they have a product like what Naked has? Naked. Come on, this show ain't for the kids. Say Naked. Naked. <laughs> So uh, he's just trying. He's trying. He's just trying different pronunciations. After he heard the word Adidas earlier, he feels Pets, like he's in Peltzer. Peltzer. So Peltzer. Like but, but, but fun fact: it, it actually technically is Adidas. That's the European pronunciation because the guy who founded Adidas, as we say in America, his name was Adolf Dossler, and so he shorted his name to Adi Dossler, and that's where the name Adidas comes from. There you go. There you go. There's your, there's your history factoid for the day. Kids. His factoid. brother founded Puma, and they were huge rivals. That's almost like the Aldi story. Like Aldi the Aldi, 
Huh? The Aldi grocery chain? Because there's some, and I forget what the difference is. I think the European Aldis sell tobacco products. The American ones don't. But it's it was two brothers, and they kind of split because they had a difference of what they should and should not sell. Hmm. Another history lesson. See, here on the Trail Trash podcast, we give you crap that you really don't care about. But you history, history of, history of the trail and other trash podcasts. That's this right. is a podcast <laughs> of learned doctors. That's right. <laughs> under 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 packs, I mean, come on, no real surprise. Solomon just walks away, both all finishers sub 24. What I want to call out here is you know, a brand that it that that we pick on with the show a lot, Orange Mud. I had orange mud. I see you with two percent of all 2%. finishers. My, my first pack was an orange mud. You love those. You love those Blastoise water bottles, don't you? Man, those things are <laughs> awesome, dude. I mean, you know, two per- that, okay. So, that so to be fair here, my ears would get so annoying. Like I would bullet bullet in my brain if I had to so, hear that for a hundred miles. So to be fair here. So so it's 2% of all finishers who took the survey. So 2% of 306 people, that's only like six or seven people. Six or seven Pokemon lovers. Right. <laughs> like Blastoise out there. So yeah. anyway, you know, a couple of honorable mentions. Of course, you have uh, Ultimate Direction and Nathan. There was another category that was pretty big. Um, What's you know, Geiger, Ultra- Rig- Geiger Rig? Ultra Spire was on there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Under that's under sub twenty four finishers. Yeah, Geiger Rig, Amphipod. Was that a water bottle? Amphipod. Yeah. Man, that's someone ran a hundred miles with two handhelds. <laughs> Nathan Ultimate Direction Ultra Spire. That's what the elites ran in, or you know, or ran with. Under watches, you know, no real surprise. Garmin was the big, big baller in all finishers and sub-24 finishers. Uh, they uh, had uh, 182 finishers out of all finishers with Koros in second at 90, Suntos with 22. Then under the sub-24 finishers, you had 53 uh, Garmin. And, and here's where it gets interesting. 38 Koros. So... When you look at the sub-24 finishers, which is something that I've always said all along, a lot of the super elite folks are wearing the Koros watches now. Which is uh, funny because they don't need the longer battery life that Koros totes. A friend of the show, uh, Camille <laughs> Heron, wears uh, Koros. Um, she wouldn't have been included in the survey, though. Sorry, Camille. Uh, but she does wear one. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, and, and I'm just going to start calling off names. Not all these people actually ran the race, but, you know, Killian, Killian wears a Koros, um, you know, so uh, it, it's, it's yep. become more of, I guess, a niche watch for those, those, I guess you would call high end athletes. Cause they tend to grab Koros tends to grab the best of the best, not that Garmin, not that Garmin doesn't, but, you know, Koros has been able to lock in some folks. You know, Garmin is so big up to this point. 
you know, Will and I had a huge conversation about watches and both of us tend to agree that Coros really is going to have to start upping up their features a little bit because Garmin is slowly catching up to them on battery life with some of these elite watches that they have, like the Epics and the Phoenix. Um, well, and I, I think they also have a, because Coros does not have a solar powered watch just yet, do they? No, they do not. They do not have a solar power watch yet. And Garmin's got a plethora of solar powered watches. I don't, I don't care about solar powered watches though. I'd rather have a future that's actually useful. Well, and I just think, so you've got someone who uses the Phoenix solar who is out in the woods back big game hunting cam haynes for example i don't know what watch he uses he probably actually uses a coros fight he just looks no, like he wears he he wears a garmin does he he okay. wears a he wears a high-end garmin because he was one who talked joe rogan into a garmin got it so someone like that who does a lot of long adventure backwoods type stuff but, that but, person but, probably but but from a running standpoint i wouldn't need the solar but but how much how much how much how much do you actually like charge in your watch from like those solar capabilities like how much how much charging do you get out of that really if i had to guess, much. i would i would say it's probably something similar to the watch oh gosh i had a watch growing up um that how it it charged itself based on movement now i can't remember the word i'm looking for like you, you would swing your wrist and that would actually charge it um sounds probably like something weight. similar to that huh sounds like a shake weight yeah probably maybe not weight. very far off so yeah um, but but I mean, I but, but, but much but but i think back to my point is you know there are some features that you know, a lot of people like to listen to music. Not not everybody does, but a lot of people do. And a lot of people don't like to carry their phones on them. So a lot of people like being able to put a small playlist on their watch and put on some aftershocks and go out for a, a, a run. And And I think, you know, more people than not like that function. And the reason why I say that is I've been really paying attention to feature requests with Koros. You would not believe how many people have been asking for some sort of Spotify integration. How um, many people? How many people ask for new watch faces? Because as a Garmin user, I changed my watch face three times today. So, so <laughs> you know, you know, what's funny is you know, what's funny is that actually they actually have got a new feature on their new watches where you can create your own. Oh, so they were tired of making them for you. So they said, here's the open capability to make your own. We're going to continue to make stupid ones. However, <laughs> you can make your own if you don't want to use one of our stupid ones with a refrigerator on it. Or Garmin has, Garmin has that know, feature too. I'm going to hop on in on MS Paint right now and draw up something real special to put on Jason's watch the night before you. <laughs> So is it going to be something that looks like something you would have drawn? Someone may or may not have drawn in the snow in a driveway. It's going to be real nice, Clark. <laughs> really nice. <laughs> so to wrap up the Western State Survey, uh, we're going to do crew and pacer. Um, crew by finish, pretty much everybody had a crew. Like 
it was not even like 80, 90% uh, across the board. Pacer, same way, over 80% across the board. Even the people that DNF'd had a, had a Pacer. So, ninety-four percent um, of DNFers had crew and pacers. Yeah. So everybody brought a crew and a pacer. So, could you imagine trying to do that one without? Yes, actually, I think it would be pretty easy if you think about like all the amount of support you have on that course. I think it's a lot easier than you would think. And I'm sure that you could honestly probably pick up a pacer. At an at an aid station, You'd be like yeah, yeah. cool, yeah. I I just got done running with this dude, but I'm free. I'll go with you. So I, I mean, feel like pretty There are like forty or fifty total DNFs. So, I mean, you know some some pacers out there all dressed up with nowhere to go. Yeah, I know. I wonder how that feels. For those who don't know, I was John's pacer that never he that he never got to use at Hellbender. I ain't sour about it. I was Garrett's pacer that never got to be used. That's true. That's I true. actually was you actually had, was actually you was had heads up that you were not going to be used. Then <laughs> I was actually dressed. I actually got dressed. Yeah. Man. Yeah, I actually was dressed. So Anyway, that's the that that that, that is at these things is so wild because you spend so much time just getting like so amped up and so excited to like pace your runner, and then you fly out of that aid station at like a twenty eight minute per mile pace. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, let's do this. Walking in the woods. <laughs> what other way would you do it? <laughs> I just remember looking back to when John paced me at no business. He's sitting there just walking in front of me with his hands in his pockets. I'm just like, shit. Like, I felt so bad. One, because I couldn't eat, but two, because I made you, I'm, I drug you out there. Um, at least he didn't look at you like you were dying. Like, like, you know, like what's his name looking at ET when he was laying there dying. You know, every time he looked at me when he was pacing me, you know, that's how I knew I was in bad shape because back then John had a little bit more tact than he does now. And, <laughs> and you know, and he was, you know, he, he was very kind and uh, was very trying to get things going, even though I think he knew that something wasn't quite right. <laughs> I, I, apparently I looked just God awful bad and uh, he just did not say anything. He just waited for the wheels to completely fall off. <laughs> Yeah, those pictures from like uh was it Alvarado? Those yeah. pictures from there really just don't do it justice. <laughs> I mean, I must have looked really bad. Is that your I remember I remember I remember watching his eyes when he would look at me and he would literally size me up from my feet all the way up to my up to my eyes, and you could just see his face was like it wasn't disappointment, it was like, oh dear lord. This guy's going to die out here on me right now. <laughs> it's like in the middle of the night, so I don't know whose face you were seeing, man. It wasn't mine. Don't you remember we started out in, in the daylight, though? It was dusk. And I remember that part. He wasn't sizing you up. He was seeing what gear he'd actually be able to use when you died out there. Yeah. 
He's like, nah, I can't wear ultras. I like my Achilles too much. I don't yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, like a pocket full of like you know nutrition that he had obviously hadn't eaten. That stuff isn't cheap either. <laughs> right. No, Speaking of which, I got to order some. What are you using? I, I you know, I'm kind of surprised they don't have a nutrition category here in terms of like hydration that was used. Um, and I guess it's because you could have so many options from homemade stuff to mom and pop stuff to, but I'm I'm kind of surprised there's not a liquid calorie source, be it tailwind or scratch or something like that. So, so I, you know, and, 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 and who knows, but you know, back to your question with me, I don't know. I can eat pretty much almost anything other than ramen um, on the trail. Um, and you uh, say that you say that you say that now. <laughs> it's going to be a picture of me walking down the trail with a bowl of ramen in my hand. Dude, uh, I'm going to make a big cup of soup at every aid station. Just I actually, I actually really like soup at these races, but anyway, um, I can eat pretty much anything. I do like the honey stinger uh, waffles. I do like their chews, and I do like the salted caramel goo. Their chips. pink lemon, their pink lemonade chews are hands down the best flavor chew I've probably ever had. I just got to figure out what I just got to figure out which one I'm going to use because I don't like spending a bunch of money on a, a bunch of different things. Uh, I typically just buy something and just use it the entire race. Um, and it works. I mean, from the standpoint of like, I I don't run out of it and I don't get tired of it. I mean, like I never got tired of the goose the last time we went with them. So what, what, what I would recommend is you at least have something that's sweet, something that's salty and something that's savory. Well, yeah, Garrett, at least take one of the three. Garrett, I'm salty. Garrett, I'm, I'm salty. Garrett is a savory. I, I expect some sort of really nice dish every time I come in. Dude, we were making, uh, what did we make today? We had pancakes for breakfast today, so obviously that is a uh, fair game. Um, and Philly cheesesteaks. We had Philly cheesesteak for dinner tonight, all courtesy of the Blackstone. So it's going to be, it's going to be good. Like, you, you know, it's interesting. I don't want to get off track on this, but, you know, one thing that we noticed was that's different this year is the crew will only be able to access their runners one time in the first 33 miles. So you will be able to access the runner at Damascus. And then you won't be able to see us again all the way to Abington because they, they do not give access to Alvarado the first time through you only get out access to Alvarado on the way back. Now there is a spot called Wataga trestle, um, but it's like on the side of the road. So technically you could get us there, but but you're like three miles from mile 33 at that point. Not worth but, it. But but what's interesting though is once on the once once you turn around, then you pretty much can access every single stop except Green Cove. And he's completely eliminated Green Cove this year, which is is actually kind of smart because if you think about it, and um John, I know you know where Taylor's Valley is. It's like mile 11 going down. When you're going up, 
after Taylor's Valley, you can't access your crew again to either White Top or Taylor's Valley on the way down. So, you know, it really will push runners to turn around and go back down because a lot of people aren't going to want to drive all the way to White Top. But anyway, it's really interesting. I mean, you get off on a tangent that there were some changes, but I guess we can move on to uh, – Everybody's favorite race that's not in the United States, UTMB. And is it just me, or maybe it's just because the week I've had with how work is going, plus just not feeling even twenty five percent? Does it just is it just me, or is there not the fanfare that there usually is for UTMB? Or am I just, or is my algorithm so messed up I'm not even seeing that anymore? I'm not seeing a lot on it. But, but you know, it's it, and here's the thing: it's stacked. I mean, of oh, course, you know, for I, sure. I mean, let's you know, we'll, we'll start with the men. You you have Wamsley. Um, you have you have Wamsley. Uh, he's I guess he's the top rated guy there. Um, yes, yeah, since Killian won't be there this year. Yeah, he is the top rated guy. And then uh, I don't want to mispronounce his name, so he wants to get number two there. Well, what list are you looking at? Because I'm on I'm on Iron's far pre. No, no, no. I'm, I'm I'm actually on the legit UTMB page where they okay. rank the runners in 2023. So I'm just going to say his name. Well, that, that that's really weird that they would have him rate that high because they have Matthew Blanchard who finished second last year and Tom Evans who finished third last year all returning. And then they have and then you then you you know just I'm just going through and cherry picking the list a little bit. Um, after that, you've got uh, Powell, uh, uh, what's his name? Capel. Yeah, he's he's strong. Zach Miller is going to be there. Man, uh, I just I love watching that dude run. I love his philosophy. I wish I could run his style. No way could I do that. But the fact that he does, it, it, it's it's a, a joy to watch him in a you race. You know what's crazy is, is I truly think – and man, and I I like Jim Walmsley. I'm not going to bash him at all. I just think that Zach Miller is the only American that's capable of winning that race. I just I don't know, man. He is he is gritty. He he is he is just like he's so strong. I, now, with that being said, how bad do I want Jim Walmsley to win? I want him to win so bad because I feel like mm -hmm. this this race has been the monkey on his back for far too long. Sure. I think he I think he deserves it. I think he deserves the win. I think he he deserves a good race. He rarely has a good race there. Well, he always has a great start. It's just for whatever reason the wheels fall off for him, I he, feel he, like. Probably because he goes out too too hard. I mean, he's had like what two top ten finishes there. Anyone else yeah. would be more than satisfied with that. Right, right, I'll take what? I'll take one top ten finish anywhere. What what was Zach Miller's best finish here? Was he top five once? Uh, I think I think. Well, was the, the, what year did he win? Was it, well, he didn't win, but the Americans had a real. It was CCC, wasn't it? Yeah, he won CCC. Uh, Tim Tollefson is returning and has finished third there. Um, mm -hmm. I think he's probably the highest uh, returning American. American man. Probably, yeah. I mean, he is just. You he, see, Arlen Glick withdrew, and he's not doing it. Yeah, he's still listed on their website. No. Yeah, no, he he is uh, doing Run Rabbit Run instead. 
Tyler Green is going to be there. So, you know, and then you have, you know, then you have the the plethora of foreign runners. Uh, what's his name? Tabal Garrett Garrett Gervier, uh, the French guy. He's super strong. Um, you know, he's he always has solid. I mean, pa- I mean, if we're if we're talking about runners outside of Walmsley, I think Powell is probably your strongest runner. Yeah, he's won it. Yeah, but Tom Evans, I mean, don't sleep on him. So, no, he's he's. Super we see strong. a lot of like it's interesting. We see a lot of American men go and uh, try to do the Western States UTMB uh, double and struggle at that. So it'd be interesting to see how a European man does. Um, I think the only, if I remember correctly, I think the only European um, who's like won both in the same year was Killian. Yeah, well, that's because Killian is superhuman. Yeah, Killian's awesome. So on to the on to the female side. Obviously, number one is Courtney, and then you have Ruth Croft, and then uh, then you have uh, Esther. That is number three. You gonna give that last name a, uh, a go? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> she she gave her some trouble at Western for a little bit, I remember. And then, you know, Sabrina Stanley's going to be there. She, you know, Lucy Bartholomew is going to be there. I thought you said Katie Shad's going to be there. Where's she at? I thought she was, but I've not seen her on the start list she anywhere. Not, she's not on the list. That's unfortunate. Claire Gallagher looks to have dropped. Yeah, I mean, I think when you look at look at super strong, you know, uh, contenders, the first top three I listed off are obviously going to be three. That's going to be you're going to hear their names a ton. Um, all three of those ladies are super stout. Uh, Courtney and Ruth and 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 Esther, uh, I think, are, are super stout. Um, man, I would love to see Sabrina Stanley do well. Yeah. I'd love to see Lucy Bartholomew do something. Just um I'm a big fan of hers. I don't know why. Yeah, she's 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 really strong. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I think I think unless Courtney I'm just gonna say it like I always say it. If if Courtney does, if Courtney wants to win it, she's gonna win it. Um, I, I don't see her not winning it on, on the men's side. I think, you know, I'm with, I'm with you, Garrett. I think Powell is my, probably the, my favorite. Um, I would like Jim Walmsley to win it, but. Um, well, and we'll see now that he's got a full two years and he hasn't raced much, if no. I'm not mistaken. No. Like he's even more so this year than last year seems to be really, nope, this is my only race. This is my focus. I'm not even thinking about anything else. No. So, so you're going to take uh, sleep and breathe UTMB. So you're gonna, so, so you're picking Powell to win it over Matthew Blanchard, who finished six minutes behind Julian last year. You know, a lot of shit can happen in a hundred miles, John. It's 106 miles. Yeah, I mean, even I, farther. I, <laughs> <laughs> you so know what? I got that down. Six more you miles know, for time. Six more miles for uh, shit to hit the fan there on you. <laughs> maybe even literally we don't know you know what he is he is he is a, he is he's a proven he's a proven winner um he he's won there he knows how to run there he is he is a he's a veteran of the course 
Um, and, and he's who I like. Now, he probably, with that being said, he probably will not do well. However, I will say this. <laughs> what's your what's your track record for predictions actually being right? <laughs> um, I'm actually pretty damn good. If you want to go back and look, I've called, okay. I've called, I've called, uh, Camilla, uh, I mean, C- Camille, uh, <laughs> I've called Camilla not, not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> well. I think my track record's good. This is, your track record is definitely better when it comes to, uh, predictions than pronunciations <laughs> all that matters at this point people who listen to this show know who i'm talking about okay so yeah, when i say when i say they're, camellia, J- they're jason country find more people's names when i say camellia they know who i'm talking about uh, i wonder i wonder how many of his employees jason's names from jason remembers their names <laughs> well that's why they wear name tags and it has to be clearly spelled too <laughs> oh my goodness i did not know this completely off subject ccc did you see seth ruling is running it john oh uh, is he i've not i've not paid attention to ccc or utmb much this year oh my gosh seth is going to be well, there that's one of the things about um, UTMB and all the races around is that there's so many races because we have the UTMB. Um, obviously, that's the that's the flagship race at 106 miles. Uh, we have CCC that's 100k. The OCC that's just a 50k. We have the PTL which is a 300k. Um, there's like a youth race. There's there, yeah. I mean, what about the OPP? What's the OPP? Nobody gets that. You guys are far too young. Look up Naughty by Nature, OPP. It's a song. I can't play it because, it, you know, we get in trouble with the music gods. But it's yeah. back in. If, they, back if in they're the, listening to our show, then, well, then we did something right. Back in the olden days, this was a very big song. Anyway, I just thought if look, if Will was here, he would know exactly what I was talking about. Because I'm sure Will listened to OPP. Uh, so, so who else is on the CCC list then? Men, men wise, uh, Jonathan Albon, um, Dakota Jones, Seth is on there, and a whole bunch of names I cannot pronounce. Drew Holman from the U.S. is on there. Jonathan Ray, Dakota Jones US. will probably show up and show out at CCC. Yeah, he will. I think he's he's going to do well. I don't recognize hardly any of those women on there. What's YCC? Yeah, I don't really recognize hardly any of these any of these uh, females. Lots of lots of um, folks I've never heard of. Oh, YCC. Okay, that's Youth Chamonix Cormier. So yeah, that is yeah. a race that is open to people born between two thousand one and two thousand nine. I would still probably I would still probably be the first one to DNF out of the kids. Probably. Especially yeah. that that five K effort. That's right. Well, again, those are my picks. Pal and Courtney is what I'm going with now. So that that's that's it. On the record. On the record. I I can't remember. I I I know I did not have the winner at Western States, but 
Oh, on the men's side? On the men's side. It did it have none, none of us picked Tom. No. So we all picked Courtney though. I think if if Courtney is at a race until I'm proven otherwise, she's gonna be the first name I put down at the top every time. Pretty much. She's pretty much most common. Unless it's a track course and Camellia's there. Camellia. <laughs> like, can you imagine if she manages to win UTMB <laughs> at finishing Western and Hard Rock in the same year as well? That, I mean, where do you even go from there? Like, what else is there left to do? Right. Yeah. Like, I've always wondered about, about uh, like, you know, athletes who are like at the top of their sport and they just reach like the absolute like apex of it. Like, where do they go? Where do you go from there in life? The only the only thing that I could think of that would be next for her, TDG. I mean, she could go there. John, to answer your question, you you uh, move down to Tampa, you have a midlife crisis and get divorced from your wife, but win a Super Bowl. <laughs> we know TB12, much, ladies and germs, TB12. That's right. We know how much John likes Tom Brady. That's right. What do you think what? the chances of him starting a game for the Raiders this season is? Oh, I don't know. Jimmy G, he's got that pretty face, but he let can't me tell you, help man, me. Man, let me tell you, Las Vegas is so smart. Man, they are getting they got the they got the Raiders. They're getting the A's. The amount of revenue I heard that has gotten pumped into that football team there in Las Vegas has been absurd. Absurd. They've got, they've got the the Golden Knights. You're um, right, and and their hockey team is is phenomenal. But but it's not even about winning. It's just like how much money, mm-hmm. revenue that is brought into the team, right? Um, yeah. You know, and I'm a I'm an I'm an Oakland I'm an Oakland A's fan, so I'm a little sad because I think they 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 may end up losing their name in this move. So well, I don't know. see. I think I I kind of hope they keep it because it fits. Well, I agree with you, but but there's the, the mayor. The mayor is 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 thinking about making them renounce their name. It's, it's going to be interesting. But anyway, not to get off track. But yeah, uh, I mean, b- back to your point. I don't know what I mean. T- TDG would be a thing for her. You know, you, you there's, the, I just can't think of any. There's no other hundreds outside of those three that that have more clout anyway than those three. Um, she's already won 200 mile races. I mean, I don't backyard, know if she's ever she's tried already won a backyard, TDG, but TDG would be a, it'd be a real challenge for her. I, th- I think she would still do well. It mm-hmm. seems like the, the longer the race, the better she is. Um, I don't know. I think she, I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing her at like a week long stage race. I think that would be pretty interesting. I mean, there's a there's a race down here about an hour from where I'm living that she hasn't finished yet. <laughs> yeah, what's that one? Can't talk about it. <laughs> All right, fellas. Anything else tonight on the agenda? I think we've covered covered our our highs and we've hit our, hit hit a few lows. Mainly, I'm the only thing. I, Hot takes be the only thing. And what, it's not what, even really a hot take. What do you got? 
and the only reason I'm even considering it is because music is so decisive that it could easily turn into a hot take. But you've got who who is your all time? I can put this artist on all day and never get bored of it. Never hit next. Never hit like because we all have artists that we're like, hey, you know, I like most of their stuff. Oh, I mean, but if you've got who is your all time, like I can just put on their discography and I'm good. I would say probably would probably say tool. <laughs> I'd probably say you too. Oh, really? Or Pink Floyd. You too, huh? Good yeah. old Joshua Tree. Mm-hmm. Was it was it no, it was Coldplay that put that forced everyone they complained, or was it YouTube? They complained about everyone stealing their music and then they're like, here's an album for free. We're just gonna put it on everybody's iPhone. Oh, and you can't get rid of it. That was YouTube. <laughs> did you like did you listen to that album or out of yeah, spite? I mean, I've I've listened to all all of their albums, yeah. I, I really like Pink Floyd a lot too. I would say probably Pink Floyd would probably be in my top one because I grew up like listening to them and I can I could like tolerate that sound over and over and over again. Um, even their super old stuff, like the Piper at the Gates of Dawn album, I could I could listen to. So I'm going Bob. Dylan or or Marley. Marley. I can't. Yeah, I, I, dude, I, the only song, there's one song that I just, I'll listen to it, but I, like, I just don't, don't like it, but I don't skip it because it's on the Legend album, which to me is hands down the greatest album anyone has ever done. Um, it, it, yeah, but there's some songs on there that I'm just like, eh, I know what you're saying and I'm not cool with it, but I'm gonna listen to it because I got my head going anyway. So, um, and the only reason I even thought about this is I've really like I was like I was telling you guys in our chat today, I'm I'm loving this new Zach Bryan album. I don't know if you all are singer songwriter guys, but I like singer songwriters. I feel like with singer songwriters, you get a little more emotional music. You can really feel their words a little bit than someone who tends to buy stuff that other people write. So, um, you know, what? We, we we never got John's John one music artist you could listen to all day who would it be? Yeah, that's a tough one. Because uh, John doesn't listen to music. Come on, John. I picked one and I didn't want to pick us. Give us one. Damn it. I don't know. Maybe maybe Zeppelin. There maybe Johnny go. Cash. There, okay, Zeppelin. Or, uh, he, okay, he gave two. I gave two. It's fair. <laughs> and you know what? And you know what? I could easily listen to both of those as well. Probably all day. Uh, huge Johnny Cash fan, so I, I yeah Johnny's good. Johnny is Johnny is a good one. So, oh so, gosh, so, go ahead. So so my hot take is Apple Music is better than Spotify, hands down. Sound quality, they have the spatial audio. It is ten times better. Put on a set of, of real headphones. You can see a difference in it. Now, with that being said, Spotify does have a better algorithm for playlists, but if you want quality sound, Apple Music has the best sound 
of the two. Plus, you know, that's, really, that's really funny because you know I don't see any representation from Apple here on the uh, in the in the uh, Western States survey under watches. Ooh. That's right. Because it doesn't last. Right. That, that that's right. It's funny because um, unless it's an other, unless it's which an even other. at that, that's like two percent of three hundred six people who took the survey. So you're still looking at like six or seven people. Yeah, because They're probably because, the same people wearing those orange mud packs. Because most <laughs> because because look. Like the you can you can dog out the watch all you want. Their music, <laughs> their their music is a top shelf product, period. Uh, and, and and I think you know it it gets a bad rap because of of just of of how slow they took to adapt. But they beat Spotify to spatial audio. Um, plus I don't know if you know this Spotify can't even make a profit did you I don't know if you know that but like they have a what? hard time turning yeah they have a hard time turning a profit that's because they owe Joe Rogan their souls yeah yeah their 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 revenue is 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 not the best um their net income is minus 302 million dollars <laughs> Right. If you don't believe me, look it up. Their operating income is minus $103 million. I don't even know how that's possible. Man, why am I having a big giant brain fart right now? Who is that band that everyone loves to hate um, from like the mid-2000s? Huh? Nickelback. That's them. That's it. <laughs> I'm really glad, John, you did not say Nickelback. So... All right. I'm so glad that that was not your artist of choice. John, <laughs> John, do you have a hot take? Man, Nickelback like is I the greatest band of all time. During the week, and then it comes to this moment, I just forget them all. I need to start writing them down more. I don't, I don't have any You right don't have now. any hot takes about a, about a move? About a what? About moving and how much it sucks? Moving does suck. I guess it's not really a hot take because everyone hates moving. Everybody hates moving. Or packing. So unpacking in general. So look, one one last thing real quick about Spotify, because I'm deep diving into this. This is wild. <laughs> they have missed their earnings per share. They missed June by 167%. They missed March by 42%. They missed December by nine and a half percent. And they missed September. By three percent. What is going on now? Yeah, like, look, what even is this business model? How I, I don't even know how they function as a company, and their stock is like one hundred and thirty-seven dollars a share. That's more than Amazon right now. <laughs> wild! It's wild. This company can't even flip and turn a profit. If if I was not so invested in Spotify already. I would agree with you. I do agree with you that Apple Music, you you also, if I'm not mistaken, you have a wider selection than Spotify. It's it's big. It's it, it's big. I think it, it, I, I it, think it, it is more. It, it's big, and I used to be a diehard Spotify user, and I paid for both services because my family used Apple, and mm. I dumped Spotify and went over to Apple, and man, it's just the sound quality is just ten times better, but. Anyway, we've got off on a tangent. I just had to, I just had to say that, and then I just had to see how bad their revenue is, which is just 
just really frightening. So anyway, <laughs> right. that is that is that is it for this week, folks. Um, until next week, we will catch you guys later. Have a good evening. <laughs>